I'd say this is uh, Talks with Tim. Talks with Tim. Yeah, I was going to say, no Trevor. I was expecting Trevor there. there you Cheers, go. you're far. So. Uh, Talks with Tim. We're talking about cooling today. Real cool. So, like engine cooling and... I don't know, we'll probably talk a little bit about brake cooling and all that stuff that gets hot that you need Absolutely. to cool down. Absolutely. We were at lunch today, and I was like, what's the podcast topic? Airflow? And everybody's like, no, it's cooling. And I'm like, <laughs> what cooling doesn't require airflow? True. Name it, one. It's, it's very true. Not a single one. So hand-in-hand, hand, cooling and airflow. And I promise by the end of the podcast, Tim will have hand motions out <laughs> talking about cooling. Probably. I definitely talk about This is hands. basically mine and Tim's, you know, regular weekly conversation at the bar is cooling. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and describing sounds and making sounds with our mouths to describe <laughs> them. Yep. And unrealistic plans for builds that significant others don't approve of. <laughs> so do we start this with like engine cooling then or do we go uh, yeah yeah let's yeah. talk engine cooling first yeah um my two cents here is keep in mind uh you can have all the openings in the front of your car possible and if that air can't get out of where it's going in then you're not getting any airflow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's where hood vents are amazing yeah. let's let's say you know hood vents aren't very practical for a, your daily driver if if you're in a rainy snowy climate or maybe you run two hoods i don't know or you or you build something really neat with like a rain deflector so like the air the rain runs ooh, <laughs> i just did right it already <laughs> already did it Oh, that's all right, buddy. Let them loose. Um, But yeah, um, hood vents um, will darn near triple your airflow through your radiator. I really want to try out like an A to B sort of thing because I don't have any hood vents right now. And it's like, I need to, especially with that electric water pump sort of thing. Stuff gets hot. And I think it'd be a cool A to B sort of thing after some... What was that one company we're going (sighs) to... One company we 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 looked on their website a few times. Race louvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race louvers. Yeah, 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 that's where I got mine from. Yeah, um, I love them. They they have multiple designs, multiple sizes, um, multiple aggressive uh, aggressiveness appearance levels. Um, I got the extreme like ec- you know, is, rectangle one on the awesome. sky, and it looks pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I, like I think mohawk yeah. right on the hood. <laughs> yeah, all that louvers and low yeah. pressure zones or high whatever um, extract in the air. You know, uh, one thing I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to vent the fenders, mm-hmm. like legit. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty difficult, though, because you'd have to, you generally would have to take like a, some kind of tube, run it into the engine bay, and then run it up to your fender, and then cut a hole in your fender mm-hmm. so it could actually vent, because your strut towers are like blocking the air from getting out your your wheel wells but that that would be neat it's a lot of work it'd be a lot of work but if you're going to race your car and if you have an lnf i mean as you and i both know our our cars run hot yeah for sure lnf does like to run hot well i'd say step one engine wise is a thermostat and then get your fans yeah you know tuned appropriately for the thermostat because a lot of times thermostat won't do a ton if your tan fans aren't tuned for it additionally Fans aren't running at highway speeds either, so that's where the airflow comes in important. Yes. Um, yeah, like on the highway, air is flowing through the front of your vehicle faster than the fans can pull. Yeah. So most ECMs will shut the fans off at highway speed. Yeah, shut them off for sure. Al said there's not even a parameter in the LSJ PCM if, if you wanted to run fans on on the highway. It just doesn't let you. <laughs> uh, speed and temperature, I don't know. He, he can chime in probably on the chat. Um, yeah, additionally, that's... 
I had a, I, there was a guy yesterday who posted, hey, man, new turbo kit on. The car runs great around town, but as soon as I get on the highway, it overheats. Well, like Tim just said, fans aren't running, and I'm assuming his front mount intercooler is uh, not letting the airflow through its factory paths to make it to that radiator. Yeah. Um, you know, we see it all the time. People remove... You know, we preach this when you install an intercooler is don't remove all the plastic shrouding. You can remove some, but get as much of it in there as you can when you're all said and done. Yes. Um, you know, because without that, the plastic, and I refer to the air ducting right before the radiator between the front bumper. All that, all that air does is it just goes underneath the car then. There's nothing forcing Path. it through the radiator. I remember kind Path. of an interesting case study. Like when I was in school, we had an instructor who talked about a, uh, it was like a Jaguar XJ8. That would it went to like five shops overheating sort of thing. No one could figure it out, and they had like some master tech come in. Ended up being one of the uh, plastic shrouds underneath was just gone, yeah. and that would just yep. let all that air. You got to keep in mind, air is going to take the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you, number one, you, that front airfoil connects the bumper opening to the radiator support generally. So that forces the air that comes in that bumper opening to go through the radiator. Um, number two is generally generally you'll have that flap that drops down. Mm-hmm. That flap that drops down that rubs when you pull into parking lots. Mm. Very um, important, especially on like that, a Regal or Ion. Yeah, that is actually add increasing air. So the air that actually goes underneath the bumper cover and goes under your car, it's grabbing that and forcing it upward because it either has to hit the ground or it hits that and goes up mm-hmm. because the ground ain't moving. Mm-hmm. So it's got to go up, I guess. So yeah, um, I learned this lesson the hard way with my Grand Prix back in the day. I, we, you know, Matt and I turboed it. It went from running 180 degrees every day to we turboed it and it ran like 200 degrees. And then eventually I had to take my old airfoil and I just strategically, I spent so much, I spent bow time <laughs> like tracing the path of my intercooler out. And I like just cut the intercooler out of it and I put it back in there and boom, back to 185 nice. degrees. Like, yeah, when all uh, the time, every I day. first started here, we had uh, the Maroon GTP old Grimace, the shop car. Standard M90 build, well, with a whatever transmission in it, and it was running the tranny cooler, the factory tranny cooler that goes to the radiator. Well, that's at the bottom of the radiator, and all of the plastic shrouding was gone underneath, long gone. I didn't feel like going to the junkyard, so me and Tim just grabbed some, uh, what do you call it? Kydex? Kydex, and cut it out. I put it on, used some strategic zip ties and some nice, um, strategic zip ties. some nice, uh, what are those nuts called? Oh my gosh. Here we go. Uh, the nut, nut zerts and, uh, put it on underneath and on the way home, the tranny temps dropped 20 degrees from the drive into work. It was running like 205, which is kind of up there. And just from forcing that air through the radiator, the tranny temps went down to like 185 and they just rock there now. So stuff works. Do you have a number on track when you get too hot, you kind of start cooling things down, Tim? No. Just keep no, going. Just keep going. Just blow that shit up. <laughs> I mean, last time I was on track, apparently not. I yeah. ran until the hose blew because yeah. it got hot so fast. Well, but. you're like, oh, it'll bake it. 
ah, it'll make it because like you're comfortable at 220. Yeah. And yeah. then you see 230, and you're like, oh, it's yeah, fine. Getting there. <laughs> 240, uh, it's like, all right, let me just running. finish this lap up. <laughs> yeah. Try not to. Yeah, I I regrettably have to admit, like 235 is where it's like, all right, shut this thing down. Like <laughs> if, if it's because like as soon as you hit 220, you're like, ah, and then it's like one more degree, one more degree, and you're like, come on, can I make this last lap? Like like let me cross the finish line first, mm-hmm. and then it's like 235, and it's like, all right, cut, cut. Yeah. This is an all-aluminum engine, no? I have pretty good luck with cooling in my cars, but 240 is definitely my limit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never seen that in coolant, but tranny-wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, usually always self-inflicted, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, my dune truck, uh, the fan stopped working, and I didn't realize it until it ran out of power. Ooh. <laughs> and that Ooh. was um, in the 290s. Oh, wow. And that engine didn't quite There's run no the same after that. No. She's uh, a I little mean, swollen. It's a LS truck, so, I mean, it's got the little, you know, it's got the needle and stuff, yeah. but I just didn't notice until it was, like, way too late. I'm like, why what? is this thing bogging? And I looked down, and the temp gauge was probably long pegged minutes ago. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, so I toggle over to coolant temp, and I'm like, yeah, that's bad. I think I it's easy to overdo it on the dunes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Sure. That is yeah. your big. Biggest battle. You'll spend a, yeah. if, if you're new to the dunes, you'll spend a full year just getting your car to stay cool for more than one lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I overheated my Jeep real bad one time. Biggest thing is, if you have an overheating vehicle, you don't always want to shut it off because as soon no. as you shut it off, that's when it yeah. boils. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pop the hood, keep it running, make sure your fans are on, and just let that coolant circulate because it's going to cool down quicker that way than just oh my gosh, it's hot, shut it off. Well, now you got a you got a worse mess than you had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you've already done the damage. You might as well help it yeah. cool down quicker. That's why I like. Cool- uh, cool off laps so yeah. important i feel like mm-hmm. yep cool down uh you know pop the at a slow speed pop your hood um and also um i just drew a blank uh crank your heater mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, i always have one. mine full full blast all yeah. the time if smart I'm, move second i go out on track full blast yeah really? it's you race with the heater on oh yeah when it's, down, a, <laughs> it's all right it's a tiny heat exchanger, but like you feel the heat coming out it of those makes, vents. It makes a difference. So, I probably ten degrees. Think. Yeah. Do you want to call it that? Even five. Maybe. Might be enough to save you. You know that last lap. Yeah. I mean, we're going to grid life next weekend and going back with the sky again. Attempt two at a, at a full road course. Mm-hmm. So this time I will have the gauges on coolant, and I will be watching them. There you so go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I feel like I have to always have, well, the Sonic doesn't have a temp gauge in it. No. Factory. So no. mine's always on. And if it, like, gets changed, if someone gets in my car and changes it, I'm oh, like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I know. I always go back I'd to put coolant. it back. I'll yeah. put it back Yeah, Aeroforce instantly. gauge for the yeah. one. Cool and sure. KR are yeah, kind of my two, sure. like, always, always on those. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Cool and KR. Which KR is kind of related to temperatures also. If it gets too hot, easier to get KR sort of thing. I see um, Dan North made a comment about hood delete. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, dune trick number one like if you got a dune truck and it's running warm go yank the hood off and throw it somewhere and go cruise around for a while and you'll be back to good absolutely yeah roadkill the show roadkill they're always about the hood delete they'll be cruising ah let's get rid of the hood they just strap it to the roof nice (laughs) um next one we'll probably jump around a little bit but um uh my sky comes with vented fenders from the factory and then they cram some inserts and then to plug them off 
So pull the fenders off, yank those inserts out. Easy it looks math. like the air will flow right next to, you know, down each side of the engine or right off the fenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't put string on it to test it, but I definitely pulled those out. Mm-hmm. I always um, liked your uh, red line or the ion idea of uh, cutting the uh, grill inserts or yeah. just like dremeling those out and yep. actually making holes. That's, um, yeah, that's cold air intake. I mean, that's cooling in a way. I mean, uh, yeah. find like every way you can to get cooler air to your air box um on ashley and my uh sonic rs's and and well and our other shop sonics we should do a little write-up on that it's so cool i just grind the backside of the grill off you know there's the honeycomb there the honeycomb sticks out further so you just grind the flat side off as much as you can and then just route that air to the air filter you can see big big changes in IETs and you know if your IET ones are cooler that means your IET twos are automatically cooler mm-hmm. I get some remote tuned scans from people with like 150 degree IET ones like wow holy crap man like cool it down <laughs> you know every car has like some free mods in just cutting zip tying things out of the way like just look at it and look you know imagine the airflow flowing into the front of the car and how do I get some of that airflow to the air box ats is you could just bend this flap under the hood a little bit in and air comes right from the grill and makes it right into the ZZP intake. Mm-hmm. But that flap blocks the cold air from hitting the intake. You, you have to get in there and it's like a little neat thing. You just either cut it or zip tie it. Yeah. On the topic to of uh, airbox stuff, I always take my headlight out at the track. Uh, the, you know, the driver's side headlight, take it right out at the track, make sure uh, all the air is getting right in there. Yeah. Not all cars have, like, I do miss that with Grand Prix and IONS, yeah, how well, the like headlight the comes out in minutes. So yeah, yeah, the Buick's just two tabs, <laughs> one plug. Mm-hmm. That's how the ION is. So yeah, same, same. Yep. Cobalts are, eh, they kind of mess still, up your bumper a little bit, yeah, but still wouldn't be a bad too. move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess I never thought about that. I haven't road course the Buick yet, but maybe I'll try that on the road course, too. Just this year, for though, sure. right? Yes, yes, this year. Let's this see. year for sure. For sure. It did really well at Berlin, so I don't see how it won't do very well again. Well, last year was like a level five compared to this year, so just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Were you there last year when there was that uh, 3800 Impala? Was it at, I think it was at Grid Life? Was that one of the oh, track wow. days that we went to? And he was out there just whipping it, cruising Man. the whole time. Wild. Are you, are you thinking? Are you thinking about Berlin? And no. there was a Malibu there? Mm-mm. It was definitely a Gingerman, I remember. I can't remember oh. which day it Man, was. I don't remember. That's but pretty wild. I think it was like an old cop car. Cop Heck car yeah. one. 9C1? Or no, is that the Ford one? I think you're right. Yeah, 9C1. You're right. I can't I can't the code. I don't those, know the code. Those but. came with a factory oil cooler, factory tranny cooler, 329 cop gears, gears cop, uh, cop transmission. Had uh, some, some bigger brakes, had... Uh, yep. Trailing arms on it had the sway bars on it. If I, mm, I just talking <laughs> about it. Nine C one Impala on some steelies and winter Ooh, tires would yeah. be my ultimate, ultimate winter car. Additionally, they have rubber floors and um, leather seats, and then you get that sweet like metal console in the middle and a column mm-hmm. shift. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Such an old that salt. sounds like a uh, nightmare to freaking, me. Freaking, I they even made brush guards for them. 
Jeez. Oh, yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to look some more into that. That is my nightmare. I've tuned a couple, and everybody who who I tune it for, they're equally as passionate. They're like, dude, this thing's the shit. I do love it. It is pretty funny, because they will definitely tell you 9C1. Like, you've got a 9C1 Impala, and it's like, yeah, I don't care, but... uh." The police edition is just like the Dale edition. (laughs) They probably have a better gear ratio, I would imagine. Yeah. It's got um, everything that you would want to do to the car already. Like, GM did it right. They, if they would have implied all that to the Grand Prix, we wouldn't have had any aftermarket for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about a little bit of brake cooling. Yeah, rip them uh, dust shield rain guard mm-hmm. things yeah. off. Yeah, whatever those are, dust shield, delete, splash guard, whatever. Pull Yeet them off. and delete, as Ryan K would say. Yeet and delete. Yeet and yes. Delete. That is, wow, I can't imagine how much that does. It's like an eighth within an eighth of an inch of the rotor, and you could just cut it off or remove it. Sometimes it's under the wheel bearing. Sometimes it's on the outside. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to cut it because it's like real deep. But um, yeah, get rid of it. Um, something from Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Powell makes these control arm um, scoops. I still want to try those out. Like I feel yeah. like my brakes don't really get too hot at this point from what I've. At least understood, but but they can't be cold enough. Exactly, yeah. So. Never, never a bad thing. Basically, this scoop, which is just a piece of sheet metal that's laser There's, cut and bent, yeah. like a couple it's, it's little. It's a very simple design. Yeah, it just attaches to the lower control arm and grabs some air from under the car and just kind of sends it towards the rotor. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. neat design. A lot like the uh, the piece for the radiator we were talking about earlier. You know, yeah. Air's got to go somewhere. You grab it, bring it up into that rotor uh that's a another benefit is you know kind of running a larger wheel you know i'd hate to have uh more spokes you know 12 inch rotors and then have a 16 inch wheel mm-hmm. you know i don't think you're going to get a lot of airflow out of that wheel I never really thought about that yeah so that's a nice time to sell me those 17s finally <laughs> road noah i like the 17s still <laughs> yeah 17s on a on a delta chassis just works so well mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's what mine's going to get. Mine's got 15-inch wheels. so I like small because it's cheap, but... They are cheaper, mm-hmm. but yeah. way more way more proper, too. Yeah. And then um, for the rear, probably the, probably similar, but the rear probably doesn't get that hot. It's no, not doing I, very much, maybe 25%. They don't even have front. vented rotors in the rear. General, uh, yeah, not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Most, I mean, your front does, don't. what, like 85% of the... Probably. Probably about 80-20. Yeah. So. I mean, we're going to find out because my base model doesn't have an ABS module. It just has a proportioning that's, block. That's got to be a weird kind of transition. Sort yeah, of we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, you you felt it. We had a oh, yeah. brakes yeah, lock up a couple, a couple times. times. Yeah. I remember I, dro- I drove, let off and pump it again. I drove my buddy's uh, RX-7, that one with the, uh, was it 302 in it? And that thing didn't have ABS. And, like, the first run, it was like, oh, man, I am just all all over the place with this. Yeah. <laughs> that is a rowdy unit. That's a real rowdy unit. Yeah, I tried to unplug in the ABS module in the Sonic, too, and it was not no. good. Yeah, I, I did that at a couple autocrosses because I was having that weird braking balance last year just because my pads didn't match. It's like autocross, I'd have my rear end lock up all the time. So it's like, I don't know, try and pull ABS fuse, see what happens. And it definitely made it a lot more rowdy. Like, back end just kind of skirts all over. And mm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of ABS. Yeah, no, that's nice. Um, Just a little bit, at least. I don't think I could do as well in the stop box at Berlin if I didn't have ABS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I just, agree. I roll up to that thing and I'm like, no. That was my like weak point. I felt like that stop box. Yeah. Like I most autocrosses, I'm not used weak to that. Point. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, tough. It's very hard to gauge it when you're you're 
coming in super hot and you're like you know three feet determines too much or not enough and you got to try and determine that as fast as you can and dial it you know because you don't want to be the guy that's like and then you got to pull forward (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you don't want to be the guy that just plows the cone over Mm -hmm. (laughs) how do you know I've yeah. done both, yeah. <laughs> I've done both. I can't imagine what it had to be like in the Tesla, like because as soon as you let off, you're stopping. So like out in gates, I really like been really hard. I like the regen honestly for like when autocrossing, yeah. you just let off and it just kind of slows down. You can kind of get a little bit better yeah, turn I in. Can't just imagine though, instantly. It's uh, it was tough. Like it, it was that car because I raced my Sonic and I raced my Sky and my Sonic was way faster than my Sky at, at Berlin. Um, the Tesla is the fastest, but um. What's hard with that is the car accelerates so freaking fast mm-hmm. that it's hard to judge a brake zone because mm-hmm. the G-forces of the acceleration. Mm. And then all of a sudden, now you have to go from this like planted-in-your-seat acceleration to cramming the brakes. Mm-hmm. And the brakes are like surprisingly good. They're I mean, really that good, thing, yeah. For how, that being car, how heavy it is? Yeah, that car comes with Pirellis. Like, I hate Pirellis. I think Pirellis are total garbage. Mm-hmm. But if you drive a Tesla Model 3 performance with them, it's like, I thought these tires honestly, are great. Yeah, pretty good for uh, what, 300 tread wear, right? Yeah. I think they're more than that. 340 maybe? Yeah. Yeah, probably 340. Yeah, sounds right. But, um, I mean, they're amazing. So I can't imagine what, like, a set of Michelin 4S's would be like on that car. Oh, yeah. Especially with it having, like, a 9-inch wheel, if I recall, and it's, like, a 235 tire. Yeah. I know it's very really stretched down there, for sure. It's, like, a 235 tire on a 9-inch wheel. Like, it's... How much tire did we say we can fit in there? Was it like a 265? Oh. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember anymore. I wrote it down somewhere, but yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot. But you know, pretty car is out. definitely like a, you got to kind of recalibrate your brain. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Jumping back to the engine cooling, I would highly, highly, for 3,800 applications and LSJ applications, blowers, man, those things pump heat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the more cooling mods, the better. Um, you know, if if you do some basic bolt-ons at that point, before you even consider a camshaft or a lot of other things, you really need to dial in your cooling mods, intercooler pump, um, a heat exchanger. If you got a 3800, you don't even have an intercooler, so get one of those yeah, on it, yeah. short stack or a full stack, um, because I mean that that's going to lay the, the the foreground for making a lot of power. You're never going to make a lot of power without cooling mods. Um, or and, and if you do, you're not going to be able to replicate it. You know, even a stop. Think about it. Even if, even if you pull up next to a, a Mustang at a stoplight, and you guys do a pull, and then you run into them at the next stoplight, how many times does that happen? You know, and you want to do another pull. Well, you're too. You're overheating, or you know, your IATs are through the roof. It's knocking like crazy. You, you don't want to be that. You don't want to do that. You want to be able to just romp on it. You want to mm-hmm. be reliable. And so, yeah, cooling mods are very important. If you're gonna mod your car, you gotta you gotta keep that stuff cool. Because all we're doing is creating more more heat with yeah. more horsepower more horsepower is not making it any cooler <laughs> yeah i mean more horsepower is more heat hands down so you you've got to see if you can pull all that heat out you're putting in um also you know a little bit of coolant temp uh thing is small turbos small turbos have more back pressure they're holding that exhaust in the engine that exhaust is 1600 degrees coming out of that head like that's 1600 degrees you're holding there so a bigger turbine housing you know larger turbo is a big upgrade Mm -hmm. you know like with the sonics like i can't even imagine trying to road race a sonic on a stock turbo like it's just not going to happen but like our z4 coming out like that thing 
that turbine housing has got to flow like four times more than the stock turbine housing. You hear that, so. Noah? It's time for time for a bigger turbo. Maybe, maybe soon. But when I, I, I still want to try and get that sub 140 on stock turbo, but might be a might be a little hard. Yeah, um, when I made the post on the Kappa, you know, autocross road course group, they were. There were a few guys that are like, get the stock turbo off there. And I'm like, I get that. But like me too. Like I also want to see a 139 with my Kappa yeah. before I swap turbo. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's nice for autocross, but I mean, I feel like I'm kind of trying to move more track focused with that sort of thing. Yeah. So it would kind of make sense to upgrade at some point. But well, you really want to get it like dialed in and like, right. Just like do everything base. that I can with. You're doing it in the right order. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been a throw a bunch of power at it type person. It's, yeah. Try and refine all the little stuff. And For sure. Um, drive a slow car fast. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Love that motto. Like, you and I had bigger smiles racing that stupid base oh, yeah. model. I was than watching we that video yesterday, car. and just the, the amount, like, you get a rotation you get through corner two is just <laughs> absurd. <laughs> a lot of fun. Oh, so I did good. like that. A lot of fun. Made me laugh. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the recent spec base video, check it out. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, I think it really... It's a great example of why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having fun. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and that, that was having fun. Like, driving a slow car, like, if you if it gets a little out of hand, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going, like, pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Like, I hand over hand it and turn 10. Yeah. And <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> Probably ran a 201 again that yeah, same Yeah, line. no, you were consistent with those times, Like, for holy sure. crap. I didn't even scroll to see what the laps before it were. I mean, I mean when I was watching, at least it was, like, 201, 202, 201, <laughs> 201. It was like, that's... <laughs> Not bad for a... That's a race car right there. Consistent, baby. (laughs) Whoever makes fun of it, like, all I have to do is just hand them the keys. Like, whoever is like, that car, you're stupid for modding that thing. I'll just hand them the keys and be like, go do five laps. And it just stays cool. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since that thing's been running, it's been a riot. Like, the Friday we got it together, and I'm like, Tim, let's go for a rip. We had parts in the trunk, (laughs) four dudes in it, and we're just around corners and just having fun it's been a riot since the key was turned on mm-hmm. i think it was funny i think it was a uh, tyler it was like um you can take that to gingerman and run it like it is and i'm like no i'll crash it with those tires on there and then all of a sudden i overheat the sky and i'm like let's go get it <laughs> <laughs> they're all mismatched tires minor, minor things some coopers some toyos <laughs> like whatever is on there <laughs> Oh, man. It's a good baseline. Good baseline. Yeah. That car, if it could tell stories, man, it just, you know, because when we got it, you could tell it had been through some stuff. (laughs) And it's it's still. still It had like, it had probably five pounds of staples underneath the back seat. What? And I don't mean like, I mean like hog ring staples, like these weird staples that are like over an eighth of an inch in diameter. And they're like, like a little staple. Like, I couldn't believe how many I threw in the recycle bin yeah. like when I pulled it, the interior out. It's so. better than the uh, rat poop I found in my car. So. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot. <sighs> but, yeah, it's um, uh, some some more, I don't know, this can go into, you know, arrow a little bit. Um, you know, it, evacuating air out from under the car is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, so, like, we just dropped those uh, speed holes. 
basically yeah. like a speed hole insert for your rear bumper. That's a pretty neat upgrade. You know, it looks nice. You know, it gets a point across what it's there for. And, mm-hmm. you know, it gets rid of under car pressure under the back end. Mm-hmm. It'll gain you some stability. I mean, my S2000, um, I did that to the rear bumper because it was a big parachute. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had to change sway bars from that. Like, that. That's, that's crazy. That's so it, when you know a car and then you make a change like that and you're like, wow, my car handles differently mm-hmm. now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sonics is too. If you look at it, it like totally comes out. It's super yeah. wide and it's a, it's a giant parachute. Yeah. W-body Grand Prix and oh my goodness. Oh, I've no. never seen a car with such a parachute on the back yeah i'm actually pretty mad that i i did some mods on mine i um cut the area on the sides of the license plate out yep. so it was like a weird shape to where some air could get out there but i guarantee that wasn't even flowing they was that was probably flowing 10 percent of what it needed to mm-hmm. so that's what uh the gallop and moose is gonna need yeah the uh the problem is with the moose is the license plates in the trunk. It's not on the bumper. So if I want to drill some holes in the bumper, it's going to be visible. Because like on Zoomer's car, the GTP before we went to streetcar takeover last year, I put three three-inch holes behind the plate. So when you're racing, you just take the plate off, and then all that air in there gets out. But yeah, I'm going to have to look at the old moose and see what we can do. I was looking at the Sonic speed hole plates, thinking about maybe making one of those work. But I don't, I don't know. An idea. Now you worry about the aesthetics. Huh, am I worried about yeah. it? Oh, I, I love being race car, but there's a point where you don't want to be gaudy. Yeah, I can or like or look that. like AutoZone slapped yes. on. Yeah. So I was talking to Trevor about it because we were talking about how we just put them on the website or they're going to be on the website. And I was like, oh, should I put one on my car? And then I was like, oh, wait. I don't know. It'll look good with the wrap. And I think the best thing we should do is maybe offer a powder coated, like a satin black version. Mm-hmm. So that was my next step. Was I still have powder coat for my wheels? Oh, and I was like, well, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be better than yeah. So we should yeah, get Kyle right. working on that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I didn't notice, Bo, that you got a electric water pump. Recently. Yes, uh, I see. I see Trevor's question. I balled out and got the electric water pump. You know, I'm really focusing on just all the. Um, the details without kind of like you i give you a lot of crap about not making power with the lnf but i increased no horsepower this year Mm -hmm. i changed everything else you know suspension transmission and i I did get an electric water pump Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited for i got the mazir hd electric water pump for the 3800 and i got the last anodized red one they had Uh, nice so i'm pumped about that because the whole car is anodized red mm-hmm. underneath the hood yeah and uh it came in yesterday and i'm kind of mad how heavy it was because i you know i don't need the hd probably so i should have got the normal one and saved me probably a pound because the motor on it's this yeah, big that's, that's a big looks <laughs> like a big boy so yeah the i'm really excited to see what it, that does um the regals never had a ton of coolant problems but i'm sure it's not gonna hurt me at all i think the one that i actually i kind of asked al like oh which one would you recommend he's like oh this i think it was a mazir one also so i got that but he never has road courses car sort of thing so on the street totally fine but once you get like 10 minutes of hot lapping in it mine definitely it's interesting he gets he gets up there sort of thing so we should uh make I, sure I tried i tried to find flow numbers on like the stock water pump but like at whatever rpm i couldn't really find anything too good sort of thing so are you What's, just running at full blast all the time yeah yeah what right. sucks about that is that you would think that that pump is set up to get max flow all the time mm-hmm. and that would be a benefit yeah because if you think about it 
I'm sure stock water pumps aren't flowing more at 6,000 plus RPM. Yeah. It's probably starting to cavitate a little bit, yeah. you know, over spinning. Like, so, I mean, there is a optimum RPM that mm-hmm. the impeller should be flow, you know, yeah. spinning to mm-hmm. f- flow water. And that's, that's what I love about the Mazirs and the 3800s is you'll have a 3800 car that overheats and you'll throw that thing on and it's, it never overheats ever again. Yeah. Like that pump is, works amazing on that car. Mm-hmm. I will say the last two cars I dynoed had Mazir electric water pumps and it was definitely a good push me over the ledge because five back-to-back dyno poles and the coolant temps would be in the 160s still Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like in a in an enclosed room yeah (laughs) with one fan on the radiator and and you know a lot of times you know two dyno poles in you're at 200 degrees in there yep and so it was it was definitely seeing that was like all right i should definitely invest in one of these Mm -hmm. additionally you're not turning that thing so that's free horsepower Mm -hmm. and i'm all about free horsepower you know and um what i was gonna say is we just put a water e-water pump on the snowball and we got a a pump controller to yeah if if you want details on it i can hook you up with it we we got a pump controller and we're not running a thermostat so the pump controller will control the engine temperature nice so you increase the flow by not having the thermostat Mm -hmm. and take that out of the equation and then additionally you're just pretty hands off and the pump's not zinging at when you're cruising either yeah i want to try doing the hood vents first and see if that can kind of absolutely the hood vents would be uh ideal yeah so try that, that out first, and if not, then Is probably. that controller the Davies Craig one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Davies Craig. I remember I uh, went to uh, uh, what a PRI, and they were releasing it that year. It was a pretty neat nice. pretty neat setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. W- the Snowball, man, whew, that thing's coming together really nice. If you guys don't know, we've been really dialing in Ryan Snowball this year. Um, I know this isn't on the topic of cooling mods, but... It's got a lot of cooling mods on it. <laughs> and so that's going to be out ripping the road course soon. And possibly streetcar takeover. Yeah, that car is getting a total makeover. Yeah. It's coming out better than it ever has. You know, it's it's been always mostly together and slightly taken apart here and there. Well, this time it got completely taken apart and completely put back together. Mm-hmm. So it's like he gets he got to clean or like clean everything and like just redo everything to Been where it's going to work on that lately. Yeah, yeah it's going to come together and be done. Well, I mean, for it's once. it's even the details that it's it's never really had and uh you know, Ryan, we all know Ryan, he's really good at dealing with things and um we're like yesterday we worked we worked two days on getting the fuel pump gauge to work or the gas gauge but the fuel gauge works now and you can't have a streetcar without a fuel gauge and yeah it took us probably too long to do it but um it's it's an essential detail i think to what's he have for a pump set up in there oh man (laughs) (laughs) where to get started Um, you know, Ryan would tell it better than I do, but it's it's got an inline pump in it. And Davies Craig EWP. Yeah. Same one I have in my office. I was going to put in my Kappa, but I was waiting to see how yours set up turned out before yeah, yeah, I converted. Yeah. Oh, I think he's talking about fuel pump. Fuel pump. Oh, fuel yeah, pump. Fuel pump, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is that? He's, um, I don't know. It's a big boy. It's probably about this big around. I can check. It's, un- it's just it, one single pump in the canister, though? No, it's or? an inline under the car. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a surge tank nice. setup. Magnafuel? The in, yeah, it might be a Magnafuel. The unit. intake, the intake pump has a fuel mat, and that feeds the inline pump. Okay. With a return right before. Uh. So the inline pump feeds the, or sorry, the intake pump has a nice fuel mat, which is really essential for road coursing, mm-hmm. and um, 
and just racing in general, especially with a Delta chassis in their tank. You all I, oh, yeah, under a quarter <laughs> tank, it's like, nah, yeah. I start cutting out. It's like, all right, let's kill this. So that, that, that in-tank pump feeds the inline, and mm-hmm. right before the inline pump, it wise back into a return. So it's constantly feeding that, and then he's got the inline to get the rest of the field. Nice. There. I've but. been seeing a lot of scavenge pump stuff lately. Like, that stuff is really getting popular, and it's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. The One thing that made me nervous was uh, Al, our Al, was talking about um, his fuel, like, his, his little scavenge tank would get hot. So it's like, ah, you know, I don't, That's I don't know what to think of that. But Why is it getting hot? Maybe because like- of the fuel being circulated back into it. Because the fuel is recircling into that scavenge pump set up all the time mm. and then being drawn from it so it's being recycled too many times basically yeah. i promised myself i was going to address the regals fuel system this year too but the problem is it's like a it's a full project it's like equally oh, yeah. as big yeah. as if you want to do it right for what we're doing is mm-hmm. equally as big as addressing a full engine build but um it works well and i'm going to milk it for a little longer just for the sake of getting it in a street car takeover in the w-body meet but i do really want to dive into it do a surge tank yeah i would like to do one also at some point but Mm -hmm. i think a full stock fuel pump gas tank with a surge tank would be the coolest thing to do yep because it would be it's kind of where i'm at with go go from like spending the minimum amount to like maximum amount basically like skip the in-tank pump that starts to have scavenging problems below quarter tank Mm -hmm. just have a a big pump in a scavenge canister and yeah. no fueling problems ever. I was ideally going to do like a like a half gallon surge tank. Just a yeah. big old boy. Yep. Would be a good move. Um, my Kappa runs out of fuel at quarter tank too, and that's very frustrating when you're on road course and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I only have like a little over half a tank that's actually usable. Yeah. My that's a lot been, of weight to have to carry around. And my tank's been doing the thing where it only goes up to three quarters, so it's even more annoying. So I should probably address that pretty soon. Only goes to three quarters? Yeah, I don't know. I like Once you try and fill it, it just stops at three quarter every time. Hmm. Any codes? No codes. Nothing. I haven't looked into it that much. It's only been like a couple couple months of being annoying but that sounds like uh the the charcoal e- yeah evap or something not evap it wouldn't be the evap it would be something in the back like the charcoal canisters plugged or i guess that's part of the, the EVAP vent system the vent but. yeah Bo uh, Mr. Customer service agent over here. <laughs> Mr. Log yeah. Trimmer. What are your codes? If that's his well, name. Cobalt if guys I can have see it from tons here. of problems with fuel, filling the fuel. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of guys have a bad EVAP purge solenoid. If you if you got a cobalt that hard starts after you fill it, check your EVAP purge solenoid. I swear every cobalt we've had in here this year has a bad EVAP purge solenoid oh. because you fill that tank up, all the fuel vapors rise, goes through the EVAP line, fills the intake. So now you have a essentially flooded engine Mm -hmm. when you go to start it at the gas station and you got to pump it through it so um yeah evap purge solenoid yeah i think i have a problem filling my sky it'll take me like five to ten minutes to fill it so i need to diagnose that too um mr log trimmer there uh mentioned uh any good standalone ecms for the 2-2 um i gained so minimal from a tune on my 2-2 car that i wouldn't even worry about it the stock ecm is completely fine uh the only gains really to be had are to lower the power enrichment delay which showed some decent gains but like we're talking single digits so Mm. i mean don't worry about the power you know, it's all about Unless making the car turn corners. Unless people are trying to put the supercharger kit on. Yeah, if you, if you boost it, I guess you're going to want to. But with how cheap those cars are now, I, I think I'd just look into, you know, either getting another car or 
doing a harness swap to a newer Cobalt, potentially. You have to swap BCM and all that then, right? BCM should be totally separate. You might have to pin into it or something, but, I mean, the BCM needs to stay with the car. Yeah. Because that's, like, option package of the car and... You know whatnot so it should only be cm stuff mike asks what's the best in-tank pump for a z54 build if it's an lnf you want to keep the stock pump in there forever because you're never going to make more power than the stock lnf pump can handle on a z54 if it's an lsj which it probably is you're going to want to do um a zz350 or an am320 and just be aware you're going to run into the quarter tank thing that Noah's referring to where um, you get some slosh and it will suck dry. So if you're going to be romping on the car, you're going to always have to have more than a quarter tank in it. One thing we did was we ran a small electric pump that hung off the canister and kind of bobbled around the bottom of the gas tank and picked up and That's filled the canister. That's what I had for probably like two years sort of thing. And- Till the uh, tail of the dragon incident. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that became ass. your primary. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, is something I would love to, like, I've still been meaning to look into that. Like, I need to find a teeny tiny low flow electric 12 volt pump that we can hang off the back of the canister and just have it just dribbling into the canister like that's it like low amp draw teeny tiny pump uh that i think i had an am 320 in it yeah it's definitely overkill it's overkill it's just kind of what we had laying around yeah Yeah. um we do double e 320s a lot for Mm -hmm. stuff like you uh the what deitch works yes i think i said i think i said that right deutsch works yeah, something like that. They have a teeny tiny little pump that you can like hold in your hand oh, and like it's like totally in your palm of your hand. It, like it doesn't hang out your your hand side. And um, that I wouldn't mind trying mm. because it's a teeny tiny little guy, probably has low amp draw. Mm-hmm. Just have it just dribbling into the canister, not aerating the fuel in the yep. canister mm. and then just keeping that full. And then do not drill holes in the canister. Like holy crap, people, do not do that. Like if you have to drill holes in the canister, that means you're not drawing fuel from the correct location i will do whatever i can to make that fuel pump suck from the factory location because obviously every stock car can run down to at least the last gallon in the tank Mm -hmm. or less you know maybe last quarter gallon of of fuel in the tank so if it sucks from this hole make your fuel pump suck from that same hole like it sounds crazy but we do it i mean you might need to make some plastic lathe up a piece of plastic and connect it to both ends i don't know mm-hmm. the big but, thing i do on 3800s i re, my put a hose on the return make sure it's into the canister there's normally a regulator on the return ditch it make sure that pours right into the canister yeah yeah no why'd you go with a four-door instead of a two-door rarity hell yeah it's cooler i like the body style i, yep. I hate the big doors of a two-door just not not a fan yeah <laughs> i think really say pretty much all and i just think kinda, the sedan it, looks better yeah i think so too and it's kind of like if you know you know sort of thing yeah. If you know, you know. It's not too flashy, which is not super flashy, so it, it works for me. It's a sleeper. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now that it has a lip on it, you know, it's like it makes it a little bit more, you kind of, you can kind of tell. Can but, we get your windows tinted, homie? Yeah, I probably should at some point. <laughs> I, I'm always windows down, though, generally, to be fair, but yeah, I probably should. It is very fishbowl. Well, plus very, it's black. You know, yeah, black cars exactly. always need windows tinted. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. point. Otherwise, you look like you're just going to get groceries. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. It's just the grocery yeah. getter, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the uh, sedan tail lights better. Uh, yeah. Sedans are yeah. worth like 
darn near twice as much as the coupe yeah, is probably and the um, wheelbase is the same mm, i mean yeah. it's pretty much the exact same car except it's like what 50 pounds heavier maybe yeah maybe i want to say maybe but. that's interesting <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good times so, um so on the like we had we talked about hood venting air in air out um fender venting air in air out um, cooling. yeah th- make sure your splitters your your airfoils in the front make sure they're all in there people like <laughs> do whatever you can if you have to buy a new one if you if you have to buy a new one and then trim out just an intercooler relief like do it but get those in there um absolute must have what about the opposite of cooling heating like for tires remember that one guy the yeah. autocross with the celica who had the uh little heat mats sort of thing yeah cool idea yeah, I mean, I I know it takes me over a lap to get my tires up to temp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll do one lap, like you know, sixty seventy percent, and then I'll start to go hard on that second lap, and mm-hmm. it's still not quite ready. Yeah, like you'll get like two turns in, and it'll finally start to work. Yeah, but yeah, those first couple turns are a little surprising. I've definitely had a few like on the uh, the what is it, entry lane, I guess you'd call it, right? Yeah get a little hairy through there just totally not really yeah being on the ball too much but yeah yeah um tire <laughs> no, temp is uh, crucial that yeah. noah is straight nascar driver you know you get in with noah and if you're gonna do any kind of spirited driving he's like what what like the hand motion there just like that's how you do it that's how you drive dude i mean yeah no it's, it's like you're chopping I'm aggressive. yeah no it's it's <laughs> autocross teaches you to definitely chop very very yeah. aggressively i will say that noah and i are total polar opposite driving styles <laughs> yeah like same so so opposite. i'd end up in a tree if i drove like you do <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know if it's autocross or if it's video games it may be yeah that makes you like snappy like i don't know, i feel like when i play gran turismo i'm definitely a lot more kind of smooth like okay. very slow input slow okay. kind of like on the pedal off the pedal but it might I, be I don't, my car yeah i've just kind of learned to I'd it's dra- the chop. Like you get when you chop more, you kind of can get it to rotate. Also, yeah, which I don't know. That helps me at least. I dr- I drive straight up. Less is more. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's me too. Slower is faster. Generally. One thing I will admit though is um, when it comes to let's call it snap over steer. So you're barreling into this turn, and the back end just is just like I want to be the front end. Is yeah. what the back end does. The my my biggest advice is overcorrect the steering massively snap that wheel as as hard as you can as far as you can and then right back mm-hmm. like you need to be ahead of and exaggerating what the car is doing it is not like you'll you'll talk to people and they'll be like oh you want the front tires to always be pointing in the direction you're going no that's not true haven't you watched cars you turn left to go right <laughs> kind of <laughs> like if if the car is on a uh, a 35 degree angle because your back end is sliding out like you want your front tires at like a 40 degree angle but then you want to snap it back to the direction you to, to straight faster than the car does because there's like momentum and it takes some time for it to do it mm-hmm. and that's where you hear about people like with their snap over steer and like cobalt spinning out like no a lot of that I, also is just like releasing off the brake too quick oh like yeah that's a huge thing i've learned like past year just release the brake a little bit slower sort yeah. of thing i've always heard the analogy of like you want to squeeze on the brakes and slowly let go 
Yes. It's not a on off sort of thing. Because you got to think about weight transfer. Mm-hmm. And if yep. you cram the brakes, how much weight is on those back tires? Not much. Not much. A couple hundred pounds, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a 3,000 pound car and you're just putting all the weight on the front of the car. Like, so your front tires are like, hell yeah, let's, let's turn corners yeah. and your back end's like, ah, you know, whatever, you know? So <laughs> yeah. With my car on, a lot though, I'll use like the throttle to actually kind of steer it sort of thing, like coming out of the corners. Just, oh, for sure. Yeah. Being a low, like, you know, torque kind of low end sort of thing. Yeah. Just get in it right away and then kind of use that throttle to pull me out. Like it's always, I'm always on that verge of understeer sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With yeah. the That's base why I like model, drive, but. the yeah. base model doesn't quite make enough power to, yeah. ste- to accelerate out it. of it. Yeah. It helps, but yeah, you just have to work the wheel. Yeah. And yeah. I need, I need that, the SS rack. So I don't have to like hand over hand it when I'm yeah. like two sideways. Yeah. Have you got an LSD yet, Noah? Yes. You do? I've had that, yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Big. Quave? Yeah. Cool. Huge, huge. I abs- like, I it's want- a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. No-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Like driving a Rowdy when it was F40 <laughs> versus the uh, F35 now, which is such a huge difference. Yeah. Huge, huge. Yeah, we went down in transmission, but gained an F- yep. LSD, and it's I all would take really that, worth yeah. it. <laughs> I would take that all day, honestly. Yeah. I haven't really driv- driven a Rowdy since... I drove it a little bit, but I didn't. I never floored it. I just drove it across Going the street. Back. I think. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the front wheel drive, man. I, I I love it. Like so far, spec base model. I've had more fun in that car than I think maybe even my S two thousand. I don't know. I think it was fun. The S two thousand was a lot of fun. But um, I think I think spec base model could. I don't know, man. If I could get close to S two thousand time with it, it'd be pretty cool. It's less power. It's lighter, but um, but it's front wheel drive. You know, it's uh, good and bad. You know, I think front wheel drive is, I don't know, man, almost an advantage. What do you think? I I like it. I mean, I'm used to it at this point, sort of thing. So people know how to people rock it, talk crap about yeah, front wheel drive cars. They just haven't driven. No, like that's what I think it is. When you're rear wheel drive and you have a ton of oversteer around a corner, like, what do you do when you're in a rear wheel drive car? There's nothing you can do. Just steer. steer, yeah. Like, you, you can't accelerate out mm-hmm. of it. Yep. A front-wheel drive car, if you're really sideways, start to move on that gas pedal. It'll start to pull it straight. You know? Yeah, for sure. Actually, we got to get you turning this year in that new Sonic. <laughs> no, gotta no, get input. Her to, no input? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get her to come off some money because she's cheap. Oh. She's cheap. She's like, oh, race day? Oh, you can always just yeah. toss me the keys. We'll take it I, out. Have I've some always fun. said, everyone knows you mm-hmm. have full... I'll throw you the keys anytime. You need to do whatever you want with it. got to take the bricks How off. about you take your own keys? Although the last time this. I let you take my uh, car... He broke it. I did break it. It left on a trailer. It did leave. But hey, we got to fix the next one. And you watered down the track. I, yep. did, I did water it down a little mm-hmm. bit. That was a full no-go. It was plastic coolant next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those darn things. Yeah. Yeah. We need. We definitely need to manufacture one ourselves. But they are so cheap also. Just mm-hmm. so, so cheap. Yeah, the OEM one is. Yeah. I mean, they, they ha- there's that other vendor that makes an aluminum one, which is nice, but we need our own. Yeah. I hate buying other vendor parts. Yeah. We need to have, we, we need to be that one stop shop of everything. So mm. that's kind of next step. I know, I know it's on our list of R&D projects. I yeah. yep. just don't know where it is. We're just so busy. Yeah. So busy. We got so, so many, many projects all the time. It's a good project. Problem to have. But. Yeah. 
We got a couple of good ones coming around for a couple of platforms, actually. I, yeah, ATSV's got a really good one coming out probably next week. Um, Ecotech, we got two great things working for you guys currently. I mean, we're many, many more than two things, but two coming to life soon. Same with 3800. I know of two very cool things that you guys are going to love. Everybody's like, you're still making 3800 parts? Heck yes, we're still making 3800 parts. We'll always continue. Oh, yeah. These two next ones you're going to love. Especially, oh, I'm very excited. Uh, you might see a sneak peek of them at the W Body Gathering if you're there June 18th. Yeah. Um, uh, isn't isn't that like the last one? This is the last one. 10th yeah, so. annual W Body Gathering. This so. is your time. If you haven't been to the W Body Gathering, this is your time. You need to go. Yeah, you know, it's really a good get together. Um, the Grand Brie guys, you know, we say it all the time. They We rep hard, and it's a, a very family feeling when everybody's together and um seeing everybody's cars a lot of these guys have had cars 20 years and uh, they still bring them out and it's very cool seeing what somebody has done with the vehicle over the last 20 years you know they've been their tinker toy for 20 years um and other than that you know there's people all across the country i heard i was talking to a guy the other day well i'm too far you're not too far man yeah. They're not too far. They got a trophy for the longest haul. So <laughs> um, lots of trophies, lots of good people. Uh, ZZP will be there with the full fleet, as many as we can possibly bring. Plus, I think the Steve Hickman's going to be there. And I know you guys all love him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and rant W by together. Yeah, oh. I mean, we were just talking about how amazingly green it is here. And Michigan has, like, a ton of stuff to do. Yeah. Like, it, we're the beer capital of the world. Yeah. The world. It's you know, out of... See how I inserted that in there? It's, like, it's, an, yeah. it's a beautiful state park that it's at. Holly, Holly Seven Lakes State Park. Um, we got some surprises for you, too. I'll just say that. ZZ Performance performance is bringing out some surprises stuff you you can try and think of it you can try and guess what it is but you won't <laughs> i'm kind of curious honestly man <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a surprise noah doesn't even know <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's gonna be sweet so yeah we got a lot of employees and it is pretty hard to keep up like i'm mm. i'm like oh we need this and they're like oh yeah that's already on the website and it's like what like since when yeah literally yesterday tim's like we need bolts for this high pressure fuel pump and i'm like like you mean like the ARP ones we saw? Yeah, yeah my bad. That's a, that's a product I came up with too. Like, I thought I dropped the ball and like didn't get it completed, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, they're on the website." I'm like, "Oh, I guess cool. I did complete right. that project." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, why aren't they in everything?" And I'm like, "Okay." Little does he know he probably put them on the website. I probably did. Well, I get it though. You know, we have so many platforms. We're always trying to obtain or obtain all this knowledge, and things fall through the cracks. It's really hard sometimes to keep everything straight and you know like tim he's modding how many platforms at a time jeez all of them <laughs> i mean i've you, got you what? can't remember two bolts <laughs> for this whole platform you know it's a, it's fine i mean yeah i've got a lnf road course car a sonic car that could autocross and road course at any time that's a daily driver and i got the base model like yeah, I'm. I, you know that the base model is one car. I haven't. It's one platform I never really went after. So it was like, I found that cheap one, and mm-hmm. the whole spec base model seemed like it would be kind of fun. And uh, yeah, it's like oh well, let's just figure this platform out because that's one I don't know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, and and it it's crazy. Been cool to see what you did with your uh, if you kept that LNF sedan. Could have been yeah. 
twinning with that. But. Yeah, yeah. You and I would have been like exact yeah. twin cars, yeah. twin yeah. builds. I sold my cruise years ago, and I, I was, I'm like, I'm buying a four door Cobalt because it's basically a better version of the yeah. cruise. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. It's way better. And um, I never came through with that. I ended up getting a Regal, and I'm still sticking with the Regals. But you do love your 3800. So. I do. 3800s are nice and comfortable. It's it's a car that has a a really good weight bias for for drag racing, and I still you know I man I just can't believe that you can get your Regal to turn because my Grand Prix back in the day didn't feel like it was going to turn. But we do offer a lot more products than now than when I had that. So there is a uh, autocross at GVSU July second and third that I think Bo should uh, make an appearance at. I can probably I can probably swing that. Turn some turn some real corners. Why do they always have it on holiday? Weekends. They do like to do they that. They do like to do that. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's cheap. Yeah. Probably. I think it's cheap because yeah. people are busy. Cheap and so free. It's yeah. Cheap or free. Yeah. I've I've gone to that before. Yeah. It's a good time. I might I might I show up to it. The Sonic is uh, pretty fun yeah. at autocross. It's a pretty low kind of speed one. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm down to autocross. Uh, it's already got. It's still got a cone scuff on it from last year. Yeah. A little war wound. I think uh, I that, actually that should come off. Yeah. Yeah. I'll a little, little compound. Yeah. I haven't. Up. I haven't buffed it since last year. It gets one buff a year. Yeah. And then auto wash the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I do have to offer some advice on people that may experiment with some road course stuff. Is uh, don't drive like me. Like I'm kind of a jerk. Like if you're slower than me, I will run right up on your butt and I will sit there until you point <laughs> me by. But I will say, like, there is a lot of molten rubber flying off all these cars on road course, and it coats the entire front end of your vehicle. Like, little rocks, molten rubber. Like, my best bet, like, I don't know what you use, Noah, but I use WD-40 to get it off. Do you? So I go at the front of the car, and every little rubber spot, I just put a little WD-40 on, a re- on like, a, like a, a soft, like a T-shirt or something. And I just kind of scrub it off. And then I just leave the WD-40 mark there. The trick is to get a black car so you just don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then once you're done, you have all these little marks of WD-40. And then you can go over that and, like, like Windex it off and then, like, wax the spot. Mm-hmm. But um, a clear bra wouldn't be a bad idea for no, the entire for sure. hood and front bumper on I feel your like car. I've never really noticed a lot of like rubber on mine but granted oh you you, you run a lot closer to people than i do i've yeah, definitely I noticed so i definitely apply pressure yeah i love yeah. to apply pressure the more i work here the lower so i used to be a paint and body guy and the more i work here the lower the paint and body goes and the higher just oh, yeah, everything yeah. else goes yeah. so like i i'm i'm learning to live yeah. with stone chips and you know other just random shenanigans plus i drive all the cars yeah. 100 miles a day usually got so. detailed before i came here sort of thing. yeah it was always like oh i'm gonna wax my 3000 like every couple weeks sort of thing and then i was just kind of like yeah nah yeah I, I like going fast i got five vehicles i can't yeah, wax all of them well of i mean even just following tim to lunch i normally get six stone <laughs> chips so <laughs> oh yeah that's another thing windshields holy crap yeah. our road course is hard on windshields mm-hmm. huh. oh my gosh you know if somebody like uh, i remember at road atlanta i was mashing around some dude went off in the pea gravel uh, yeah. and just sprayed the whole front of my atsv with like pea gravel and i was like oh my god Ouch. like oh god i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight like have this you ever uh, kept your visor up on your helmet with your windows down um don't do that 
I went off backwards in the S2000 with my convertible top down and uh, my visor up. Yeah, nope, it's yeah. not recommended. <laughs> I was following someone pretty close. I can't remember. I think it's like around turn three sort of thing. I got hit with something just right in the face. I was like, all right, I'm going to put that visor down yeah. quick. And, uh, I got a new helmet this year that I need Ooh. to bust in. Oh, nice. yeah, that's a good one, too. Red, white, and blue race quit, baby. Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Nah, it's going to look so good in Zoom's car at Streetcar Day Over. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Monaco F1 this weekend. Yep, watching I know that. Tim's into it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Drive Some to Survive is amazing. It, Drive to Survive is so good on Netflix yep. that my wife that hates cars wants to go to a uh, Formula Ooh, One yeah. race now. Vegas? No, no joke. She's starting Vegas to understand year. why we do Hell it. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's in. She's she's like, I, yeah, when are we going to go to an F1 race? And I'm like, I'm speaking it into his existence, a ZZP F1 Vegas trip next year, right? I mean, <laughs> it could happen. I mean, there's at least five of us here that, that oh, no, watch I would, it. Yeah, I would so. love, I mean, love I would to. go even though I haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good times. But anyway, um, yeah. everybody have a good weekend. Absolutely. Enjoy Sign yourselves. Off. Work on some stuff. See you. Cheers. See ya.